0: about what a little bit of everything this will be our third podcast for carbon tv and our first one you hear that i did it's like in my throat? throat it was weird those mics are sweet yeah
1: we are in um the av squared shop so this is actually the same place we recorded our first podcast we got a little bit better equipment here because they run a full service av company Still not. We're still in like hard-walled room, so it's not exactly a studio or whatever. But we're working on stuff, so
0: it'll do. Shut up. So it'll do. This is our third podcast for Carbon. Fifteenth in general, and our first one without Scott Ziegler. Oh yeah, he's not here today. I didn't even
1: realize he wasn't here. Oh, I should have. Because be offended. He's not. He talks a lot so
0: he likes he's he's a good uh our intro guy he's He's still probably gonna be our intro guy he's a
1: host for sure definitely like bred to be a host
0: he wants to be here but he's being a good dad instead oh shit i should probably record on this i
1: oh i forgot well
0: pick it up bud
1: probably yeah we're probably there let's just back up i don't care (coughs) we sending it yeah
0: all right so Because it's just John and I, I wanted to kind of, we're going to keep it a little shorter and a little more art style, which is very, uh, it's going to be more art style, which is more, uh, by the seat of your pants. So I put on our social media, if anybody had any questions they wanted us to talk about, we would talk about it. Why is that thing on again? Because it's cold in there. No, it's not. It's a lie. John's having a hard time because he's a sound freak. Anything out of place will throw him Ugh. to a different land. Whatever. Deal with it. You know what? Deal with it's it. It's fine. It's fine. Deal we with have it. an Easy Cut sticker taped to a bush light box <laughs> for <laughs> our centerpiece today. Professional. So go Easy Cut. We have a code. Use it. Buy Easy Cut stuff. All right. That's my promo for the day. Anyway. Right. What are we doing? I'm going to start with our first question. First of all, some random person said, "Good job, guys. Keep it up." That's not a question. That's that's just a comment. That's
1: like it's like when you're when you're in like a, a reading a book to a kindergartner. You're like, "All right, does anybody else have any questions about football?" And they're like, "My cousin's a football player." <laughs>
0: yeah. Nope. That's basically
1: it. It's not what we're doing.
0: But Somebody, anyway, thank you, <laughs> yeah, whoever that was. Thanks, Ruby Mountain Outdoors. Ruby Mountain. Ruby Mountain. Some of these we're not going to be able to talk about because they're way too deep. Um, Adam Keith who, if you don't follow him on social media, you probably should. He's got some pretty good stuff on there. He said, he's got a bunch of questions, so we're going to skip through it. But he said, what's your favorite part about the hunting season, especially deer? What's your stance on someone saying, I saw five doe, and not five does, plural? Where can I get a signed helmet from y'all? And what are you looking forward to most in 2020? Holy shit, that's all one guy? That's one guy, it's Adam Keith. Damn it, can we run that just... Well, st- we're going to go one by one. One by one. So all what's right. your favorite part of the hunting season to hunt? especially deer
1: especially deer my favorite part of deer hunting season that's a tie does it have to be just one
0: laid out there what you got so
1: just my first one is obviously the first week of bow season because that's when you first get back out into into the woods and in away from reality really and you get to just kind of relax and watch the watch the woods open up i don't obviously run uh trail cameras so to me that's my oh, like yeah. what's out there you know, I I feel like on my piece of property in Brooklyn, my best uh, chances of shooting a good bucker in the first week. And then also I just enjoy sitting out there at that point because i just watching everything. I could see even the doe, you know, maybe little bucks that I've, I've been passing on. I could see them, you know, walk in, how big they are now. I can try to guess which ones were which or new deer. Was it an old one or whatever? But I like just being out there, you know, just getting away Away from reality, shit. It's October at that point, so yeah. you spend a lot of time in the goose blind and on the on the water, and at home. So, my favorite part has to be opening week. Don't touch that. I touched it. <laughs> Back up. Um, but then it's hard to say to like the rut. For yeah. sure, the
0: rut. I think those are pretty much going to be your number one and two answer for the most. I mean, I'm with you. I love that first week. It's a. Uh, it's hard to not just be overexcited in anticipation's I and see a lot of deer. Especially if you for some standing beans or something like that, you see a ton of deer. Right. But the rut is the rut, so it's fun. I mean, that's pretty much your typical answer. And you're going to get with pretty much anybody with that. Um, What's your stance on someone saying, I saw five doe and not five does? I don't have one. I've never had one either. I,
1: I, I think I say doe.
0: as plural. It's, I usually say... Antlerless deer. I have a because I can't tell if they're does or fawns, but for some reason I've become a stickler on that, and I say it a lot. Antlerless, antlerless.
1: It's really dumb. That's a very strange thing to say. I think
0: doesn't make any sense.
1: But I, I do. I don't know. I I have a but I do have a quirk too, like saying bears instead of bear. I don't know. I don't. I don't think it fits. But, that, it,
0: but it is bears, right? It's not like geese. I think it is.
1: <laughs> it's not geese. It's ducks. It's all the ducks. but I don't know. Yeah, I guess that's just strange. I know that's. What is it grammatically correct to say yeah. does or bears? But to me, it's just weird.
0: mooses? Why?
1: Meese? I don't know. Meese? It should be meese.
0: Uh, um, a helmet from y'all. The only one of <coughs> excuse I <me>. might <coughs> die. All right, got it. the only one of us that's famous, so you, that you would want to sign helmet from is Scott.
1: For sure, and he's not oh, here. So, yeah.
0: so I mean, Adam, you have to shoot him a private message. Scott's super famous. And I
1: mean, are we buying a helmet? Because I'm not buying a helmet. Uh, no. Well,
0: Scott's got. Scott's super fame. He's been a fireman like 48 years, so... That's got, true. He's got helmets everywhere.
1: And he's got, like, sponsors on cameras and stuff. Yeah, he's,
0: you know, he's gone viral.
1: I bet you he can get a, a helmet from Karns for Probably, cheap.
0: Um, We've had a few people ask this one. What are you looking forward to most in 2020, or what's your goal for 2020? So, we're going to answer that one.
1: Do you have any, You've already read these, so I don't, I don't have an answer to no, any of these. i be honest. I didn't read them until I
0: screenshotted them just now, but um looking forward to the most and goal i think as of right now i'm really looking forward to that bow fishing trip we're taking to maryland oh yeah mm-hmm. that's gonna be awesome yes snakeheads and stingrays or whatever else we get into and other stupidity that we're gonna run and lobster rolls on the east coast i can't wait for that um as far as like a personal goal man i don't i want to do better with deer season than i did last year i didn't prep as much as i normally do and i think i felt it in the season and i want redemption out west I want to go back to Missouri. Back to Missouri and not suck. Yeah. So pay a little more attention to the weather. Hunt a little differently than I did last year. Um, I've got plans to be more selective on when I'm going places. Like if it's 90 degrees, maybe, right? Maybe don't go that week.
1: Yeah, I mean we kind of dropped the ball on that. it the problem is, is that with our schedule, you know, you're going to line up a furlough to go on these trips and and shit. That air handler dude is driving me insane. It's okay. They'll forgive you. Well. Why won't it turn off? Anyway, but yeah, you gotta we gotta plan furloughs and stuff to go on these trips, and it's not like we could just kind of play the weather. Like, so for instance, me and my buddy Mike and we're gonna do a podcast on the, on the way um, down there, but we're going to West Virginia to go grouse hunt on public land. That is really fucking loud, and I don't like it.
0: Get over it. It's too late now. We're in.
1: Uh, so we're going to West Virginia, and it just so happened that the weather is gonna work out perfectly. While we're down there you can't do that with missouri i don't know if it's gonna be 90 degrees it's gonna be 90 degrees it is what it is. and it is what it is you've already scheduled the time to go down there you just have to rough it so i mean i, I don't know how to combat that um, without
0: i think we have to just do a decision of do we go early or do we go rut and the rut's gonna be closer right yeah Can you I just mean, deal with more people like we didn't have a single hunter out there with us in missouri and that was pretty cool we saw know?
1: one vehicle yeah and that's it which is awesome but but I do sucked. I do agree being more selective. Yeah. For me, I think my my what I look forward to the most is that honestly isn't even deer hunting. I mean, or not, not look forward to, but what am I going to do? What
0: was the question? Goal and looking forward to?
1: Okay. My goal would be for sure spend more time prepping for my deer woods. Like there's a couple I was going to extend a plot this year and or last year and I didn't do it and put another one in another spot and i misseeded some other trash seed in another plot and i i kind of screwed the whole season up but that i'm definitely going to do this year um as far as looking forward to the most i think i look forward to fishing a lot
0: i do love fishing
1: because there's i got a couple of uh, lines on some places that we're gonna be able to go out west uh, west side of the state rather and catch some salmon so i'm looking forward to that i'm looking forward to to walleye fishing again and then especially you know having hunter on the team too that helps a lot too yeah so
0: i do love walleye season man i can't wait for detroit river walleye it's so much fun it's it's my favorite fishing northern pike and walleye man are damn they're fun so much fun jigging for them big and when mm-hmm. you hook into an eight pound walleye and just oh, yeah. feel that thing on a log on the bottom
1: ooh. And then you got we got obviously St. Clair Shores going to Scott's boat.
0: Yeah, do some real musky fishing this year. Yeah, give do it some a go.
1: Real musky fishing. Target some. I mean, shit. We were out there for targeting musky, and then you caught a slabber of a of a pike. Yeah, we're out there like for dude, like
0: that, an hour and a half.
1: You can't beat that an accident like that. That's
0: that's sweet. So that answers a handful of people. Uh, Ridges to Ocean on Instagram said, "How many sheds are you going to find this year?" <laughs> <laughs> Zero. <laughs> I'll find a few. Um I won't stop unless I do. If I make it west, which I don't think I'm going to this spring, I think we're going to save some money, I would find a lot. But in Michigan, I find generally 6 to 12 a year in Michigan. Um, I plan on finding at least a dozen this year. I'm looking in some new places I've never looked before, um, mainly suburb areas, a lot of yeah. like, so Livonia and stuff like that in different areas. So that will be a lot of Detroit. fun. Detroit. Yeah, probably some Detroit spots. I've been. I can't wait. That's. I love shed hunting. There was a thing today on Facebook that said, "What do you look forward to this spring? Turkey or shed?" And I actually clicked sheds. Really? I love shed Hunt, dude. So much. I More than turkey, turkey hunting. hunting? <laughs> really?
1: There, there's <laughs> no way. You just said that despite. It's a toss up. You wanted to be the the odd man out.
0: If I way. could go, yeah, it was like eight percent of the people said shed. <laughs> I do. I love it, man. It's so fun. I mean, I, West
1: screwed me I up. I enjoy it. Well, I, you got spoiled out there because you went on the national f- parks and found, what, two? I found five elk sheds. Elk sheds that you couldn't
0: take? Yeah. I, but uh, this year, I might be going north. <coughs> I got a connection of a place where they see a lot of elk in the winter in these little alfalfa fields. That'd be sweet. Dude, if I could find elk I'll Find some Ooh, private land I'll elk sheds would be nice. So that's pretty much Instagram. What is your next upcoming hunt? We don't know anything that we from here get a day to if, go
1: shoot if you're gonna tell me right now i'm gonna say probably turkey from now from this point
0: i mean i'm sure we'll do a small game hunt and we'll get a coyote hunt in somewhere well i forgot about coyote hunting. i mean that i just got a new rig that too, shit's so. gonna happen but our next like real like scheduled hunting is gonna be turkeys so on to the next one um into facebook adam kemmer he's a He's a suburb of Michigan boy. I think he lives kind of downriver. I'm I'm probably wrong, so Adam, don't get mad at me. But he's a turkey guy. Kills a lot of birds. He does pretty good. And he said uh, he has a question. When is a good time to stop talking to a committed turkey that is gobbling? Ooh, that's a good question. I wish I knew the correct answer to that. And so we kill more turkeys.
1: Disclaimer is that we're not experts. We no. did we did put 27 on the ground on camera.
0: I consider myself pretty good at killing turkeys. Yeah,
1: I, above average, but definitely nope. I'm not Michael Waddell. So when to stop calling at a gobbling? beard. This is Michigan too, because it's yeah. definitely different out mm-hmm. west and down south. No, th- they gobble right in. Different birds. Oh yeah, huge. Out you're talking man. about. You go look at. You go look at. Uh, Steve Rinala, hunting out west, and he was literally calling them in until they were the yeah. time of shot. Yeah. To me, I don't know the answer to that. What I would, I don't, I don't. I I'll probably call at a gobbling turkey, a gobbling Jake or. Uh, Tom out in the distance only probably for about two minutes and then I'm done yeah and I'm just gonna let him hopefully he's gonna suck into the decoys rather he's not that's been my experience is that he's he's gonna suck into the decoys more than he's gonna suck into your call
0: and it definitely depends on the bird I mean you get you got to pay attention on what they're doing if he's hammering you every time you make a call I think you can get away with calling a little bit more, but that's where right. people screw up a lot is they still overdo it. If you can't see him, but he's coming closer, shut up. He's going to come. Right. Let him. Then you need him to come find you. Right. Eventually, a Tom is going to want to hold up and get her to come to him. That's why they strut. That's the whole point of being oh, yeah. pretty yep. is to get the girls to go to them.
1: And what I've noticed, too, is that they're they are gobbling to locate yes. that hen. Yeah, they're talking. Yeah, and so when he's talking, he's saying, come here, and when you stop talking— then he's going to start looking for you right. and he's going to be pissed. So that's when he runs up and sees your decoys, comes up on him, and, and starts going to town on the Jake that you got on, on a hen or whatever your half strut Jake or whatever you're using. That's why he, they're already pissed off. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, that's why you stopped talking to me because you're with this dude. And now he's going to try to help screw this guy up.
0: So a more direct answer to that for me, when to stop, talking to a committed turkey that's gobbling is once i realize he's committed yeah i'm done yeah we're done the only reason i'm going to make another sound is if it's been minutes mm-hmm. and i'm starting to get anxious of where he's at i might give a couple soft ones just to hope he hits it again if and i can locate you, if where you lose is. sight of him
1: yeah. I'll, I'll i'll yelp maybe a couple of times But just
0: coming through the timber right like, but these birds like to sneak up on you they, mm-hmm. that's something they do a lot and that's what
1: they're trying to do they're yeah. trying to catch they're not stupid yeah, they're trying to catch something wrong,
0: right? And then different whole, times of year, obviously yeah. play different games. This is going to be a unique season, because with the weather
1: being the way that it's been all winter.
0: Well, that and then now there's no split for Unit ZZ. Oh, that's true. So these birds are going to be more pressured than they've ever been very, before. Very,
1: very much. So. It's going to be
0: a, a little bit different. Yeah. So that, that'll be fun. Um, this question I don't have an answer in particular for Paul here. Paul with a huge last name, Junior. How the hell do you say that last name? Paul, K O K-O-D-A-N. I'm going to
1: need you to put that microphone in front of your face Cox-a-dance. so I can hey. turn it down, and I don't... I, I'm going to kill myself I with this. I liked it. I hate it. Talk into the microphone. I'm going to lock. Lock. There. So I can turn it down, and I, that's driving
0: me insane. Oh, that's what you wanted. Yeah. Are you good now? Yes. All right, good. John's better now. So, Paul, what is the actual deer herd size compared to what the DNR says? That's this dude's question. Again, we're not experts. I have no idea what the answer, actual answer to that is. We're talking know, about public don't land, know too. I what the DNR actually says, and I didn't take time to Google it. And
1: I could say it's much bigger than the DNR says.
0: I would definitely think so.
1: Yeah. I, it has to be. That I don't know, because I, we're, we hunt a lot of private land, too, so the only thing that I know is what I see. Right. And I, I don't even step foot on, on state land, but if, you Not look, for if you're if you going to judge it just based on, like, Michigan buck pole and uh, QDM, all that stuff, it's got to be much bigger, much, much bigger than they expect. And so, for instance, and I'm going to get this number wrong, I'm literally pulling out of my ass. When they did the CWD checks, um, Chris Daly was telling me um, he hunts up in Remus, and there's a check site right there by them, then you would think a normal check site's going to get – how how many deer do you think are gonna get looked at
0: up in Remus? Yeah, oh, a few thousand.
1: Yeah, how about fifteen thousand? shit. just up shit. in Remus, like just in that whole. I think it's actually Mount Pleasant, but and I you know obviously people are coming from That's my, more than
0: I would expect though for sure. Right,
1: and so you're talking if we're gonna go based off of that number off a of one check site. I mean the fifteen thousand you plus or minus. Five thousand on that. Sure. But still, either that's still a ridiculous amount of number. Those and that's all the, the deer that are just getting killed. Yeah. And you know, I, I think it's way bigger than than the DNR even thinks or says.
0: It's kinda of hard to say because like so I hunt primarily Genesee, Livingston, and Shiwassee County. Yeah, Snake too we We're, We're making beer sounds, kids. Bush break. Bush break. Oh come on, yeah. Get up, John. All right, we had to reload. Should open these like an idiot. Whatever. <laughs> so primarily hunt Genesee, Shiawassee, Livingston County for whitetails. I would say, so I hunt an 88-acre parcel. That's my biggest piece. I generally see at least a dozen deer there. That's with standing crops, like corn. So I'm not seeing all those deer. There's, I mean, You're talking per square mile then? There's a Few hundred deer because my farm doesn't hold all the deer, right? I mean, that's a lot of deer yeah. per square mile. You look at a lot like you go out west, there might be 50 deer per and square you're mile. You're
1: just on a feeding ground, too. You're not talking I don't about bedding areas. Your... yeah. I don't no. got, I
0: don't have nothing important. My property's not that great, so it's I mean, got to be
1: insane. And,
0: there's a lot of deer in this state, man. And it's the problem the is,
1: five. another thing is, too, that they're not taking into consideration is the fact that a lot of these deer, how many okay, I'll go out there and hunt in, in Jackson and then drive to Detroit. How many deer are sitting. In Rogel,
0: oh, God. Yeah.
1: An unreal amount. So a lot of that herd that's not being accounted for, essentially unhuntable is in real, real... Yeah,
0: man, these suburbs hold stupid amounts of right, deer.
1: Right, Livonia, uh, they're all a huge herd that eventually they're going to go somewhere that's going to be too big, and they're going to taper off, and they're going to go out to Livingston County and all that stuff. They're going to yeah. make their way out there eventually. But
0: it's yeah. There's there's a lot. My my answer would be a lot. I would bet there's more than they say.
1: So that's super helpful. So a lot is your answer.
0: Um, Dakota Blackburn asked a very very broad question. Talk about some of the gear you use and why you use it. I don't know if he's talking camera, camera gear, or he's talking hunting gear. Hmm. So pick one, and I'll pick a different one. Well, just to just to make Dakota happy.
1: Well, I'll just I'll go camera gear. I'll go auto, uh, AV stuff. Sure. Um, keep it, keep it
0: level-headed you, for us, not professional folks.
1: Yeah, non-professional. Okay, we use uh, a DSLR camera, which is essentially a good camera that you're going to be taking pictures with, because of the the things that it does that a regular handy cam will not do. So we use one of those, um, and then we also use an AX100 by Sony, which is a 4K at 60 frames. Uh, handy cam, which we're is the one with which right you're now. filming on right now, and so it's a really good, cheap, prosumer camera that's lightweight. You can get into a tree, you know, everything that our, my our goal is to take up is l- the least amount of space as possible because we're gonna have all this hunting crap on us and and we'll be setting up, you know, in a sh- ice shanty or in a tree. Scott uses a climber, so he's trying to be as lightweight as possible. Saddle. Oh, whoa! I'm sorry.
0: Oh <laughs> Yeah, he's going to cut that out of here. Sorry, sorry. So he
1: uses a saddle, so he's going to try to be as lightweight as he can. So we use that. And then we also use a couple of uh, just real cheap lavalier mics. I, I got my eye on some Panasonic lavalier mics that are wireless mics that will uh, clip to myself and mount it right onto the camera. That way we uh, you can hear me better off to a distance and it doesn't sound like garbage. And um, So that's about as deep as I'm going to get into that. Oh, and we use GoPros too, so.
0: Yeah, and so. So on,
1: on me, so when I go out in the woods or if I'm doing something just on my person, I'm carrying two cameras, a GoPro, and a microphone. Yeah. So those four pieces of equipment, and then you've got your camera arm that you need to film in a tree, only if you're deer hunting, or a tripod if you're doing something else, and then some kind of stand for your GoPro, and maybe a head mount. So all of that. Is, is about as lightweight as you can possibly get
0: there's a deeper version of that in our last podcast
1: right yeah yeah
0: so if you haven't heard that one Dakota, <laughs> if you're talking camera gear that's our best podcast for you um i'm going to just turn that into turkey gear because turkey season's coming up okay we'll have a whole turkey podcast i'm sure at some point probably probably yeah middle probably of march, march. Yeah. yeah um but just a quick what i carry in my bag so i carry a backpack instead of a turkey vest mainly because we film everything, and I can put my camera gear and stuff in there. But I've got all my bullies, mouth calls, slate calls, and box calls in there. I carry two slates, copper that bully makes, which I love, and a regular slate. I carry a way too many mouth calls, but I put them all in one little Tupperware thing.
1: Yeah, I use an empty tin. Yeah. Like a grizzly tin.
0: Yep, so they don't take up any space. I've okay, got
1: about, probably about six or seven in there.
0: Yeah, I love I, I'm I'm a mouth call guy carry always one good box call because they're super loud. Mm-hmm. So on windy days, I can still hit them. Toilet paper is a must. Absolutely. Zip ties. I don't really know why, but for some reason, I feel the like need to have them in my bag. <laughs> well, you can't. It's like 550 cord. I don't think you can have too much of that. It's just in there. I never use it for <clears> many, but it's there. Uh, I shouldn't say never. I have, but it's in there. Right. Um, <clears throat> man, other than that, I got my gobble call, my little shake gobbler. Very rarely use.
1: I don't think I, I, don't think I've used one in the
0: last three years. I've, I've used a Mikkel one, but it's rare. It's got to be a really unique situation. Um, an extra steak, which I make out of an aluminum arrow, because I lose turkey steaks far yeah, too often. Yeah. Face paint, more for my hands than my face, because I wear a, a net gaiter, a light, one of the from Scentlock, a real lightweight one. Mm. Um, but I, I hate my hands. Because you know, mainly out there. we're. Blind hunting. Mainly. Do a lot of blind hunting. Yeah. And I have a black from just some stupid company. I don't remember what it is. It's like a little face mask thing that I wear. Um, and then because we're blind hunting with that backpack, I can put extra camo in.
1: In case we get a bus to stop. Yeah, when we get out. And we, and, and we did that, that because if you look at, what is that, episode three? What episode is that?
0: Whatever the turkey one is. I think it's three. Yeah,
1: the turkey one. If you go look at our episode on, on Carbon TV, you'll see we started off in a blind. We're all wearing black. And then Nico and anthony busted a stalk on a bird that was like 300 yards away yep and just because we never had to go back to the truck we all had camos in our bag so
0: yeah and i were i like to keep lightweight camo yeah just to throw over some stuff usually it's like a little leafy thing um i know i'm missing i'm a knife I'm a knife for sure gotta have your knife in there that's basically it for your turkey bag, That's man. such
1: a broad question because it does. It depends on, like, okay, yeah. what about fishing? What about yeah, well, coyote I mean, hunting? What about?
0: Shoot us another one, Dakota, and let us know more what you want to know about. We'll, we'll tell you our gear. I'm not afraid. We're not. It's cheap. Yeah. It's all efficient. That's why. That's part of the reason we agreed to use Bullies Game Calls when he came to us at Outdoor last year. Yeah. Was because his stuff isn't overpriced and it works. It's made by a blue collar dude. Yep. Who makes damn good calls. He proved it to us. I bought them before I used them.
1: Him and his kids. His kids like a home of, yeah. the kids gonna be a grandmaster caller yeah. because he's awesome, grand and, champion. He's I
0: mean sweet. And they work. We laid out twenty seven birds over them things. All over one hundred percent bullies game. That Nimrod yeah, mouth call is my favorite. Yep. And the copper slate call. That was a mean combo. He said he's got another one coming. Oh, his new hats. I'll show you everything new hats coming. Yeah, snapbacks. Oh yeah, I like that. Camo find it, too.
1: The. So, uh, I got to, at the end of the season, I got to liking the Redbeard. Is that? Yeah. The Redbeard was pretty it cool. It has a really unique real, cut. Real unique cut. Just one little slit. It's pitch. A, it's a flat. It's a flat cut with a side notch, and it's a real high-pitched
0: screaming, screaming call. You can really do some cool stuff with that.
1: I killed a coyote over that call this uh, last year. Even better. I, I put that because I had a zinc coyote call, and when the battery died in, the, in our box, I put that in my mouth, called one in, and shot it right in the face. <laughs> That's also on TikTok. If you want to look at it,
0: well, you should look at it. Yeah, definitely look at it. So I'm going to kind of skip this question and tell you. Uh, we got Keith Fields on here. I'm going to tell you before I even read your question to go to our podcast with John Eberhardt and listen to that one. Is it a scent lock based question? It's a hunting, a deer hunting based question in general. It takes way too long to answer. We don't have that much time. Yeah, today. But it says, talk about pre-rut and post-rut and areas to target during both of them oh, and how to prepare for them, 100%. along with some tactics he made, which made you successful. John yeah. Eberhart is better at one of, deer than me. One of the most decorated <laughs> yeah.
1: buck hunters in Michigan. If you
0: haven't heard our podcast with John, he lays out every single detail to his deer hunting. Oh, yeah. Every like, season. Coming from post-season. It's, it's a long podcast. During season. Yeah. And he, dude, it, it's Awesome, yeah it's our most listened to for a reason we're actually
1: so. we'll we can we'll keep him in in the in the back pocket because we're doing this hopefully you're going to do this live podcast at outdoor Emma yeah and we we can touch on a couple of things get a little bit more in depth of like preseason scouting rather than you know everybody knows how to deer hunt. The biggest part of deer hunting comes in the first three months yeah of deer hunting and John's uh, got a before. unique way of doing it Eberhard, yeah. oh yeah he's
0: doing it now yeah so he's listen to that pod- he's scouting if you know right how now. How somebody as decorated as Johnny Brewer hunts, listen to that podcast today and you'll be scouting tomorrow. So we're, that's what I'm going to tell you there, Keith. Um, Pat Dunn asked a cool question. How do the outdoors help you decompress from the BS at work?
1: Oh, that's, dude, that's huge. It is the decompress. It is, 100%. Yeah. And it's not even at, like on the job. I mean, for for sure, obviously we're, we have a strenuous job and, you know, you see dumb shit all the time. And that's what, I even talked about that in, and one of the times I was filming, it's just like you realize that's where you're supposed to be ultimately. Like it's not it's not natural for somebody to see some of the shit that we see at work. It's not a natural thing for a human or any kind of mammal or any species to see. But then when you're sitting in a tree stand, there's some kind of like feeling of euphoria. It's like, yeah. this is what I'm supposed to be doing right here. And so that ultimately brings you back to real life, which your real life is outside hunting to provide for your family. That's what you're supposed right. to be doing. You're not supposed to be out there fighting fires and, and doing all that
0: crap. And we uh, we kind of dropped the ball when we went to Missouri because we didn't get to record a podcast while we were out there. But, man, what you're talking about, we, we lived that. Right. We were sleeping out in the middle of nowhere in separate sleeping bags. Same tent. <laughs> Same tent. It was 110 degrees, not literally, su- but it was it 90 sucked. degrees. It was hot as hell. So every night, we would make a fire, throw some food or a sandwich or whatever in our head, and pound half a dozen beers so we could pass out. But you still, every night, had that feeling of, like, this is more natural. Right. This is how it's supposed to be. Yeah. That week of getting our asses kicked was still, you talk about decompression, man. That, oh, like, yeah. That's what I recommend to people that don't do the outdoors or why they should join the outdoors or be involved. It's just, you and don't go to your neighbor's house. And sit in the woods. Go up north and sit in the woods. Yeah. Go somewhere you've never been. Right. And start over. Yeah. Because it may, it makes you connect in a different way.
1: And it shows you just how small you are as a per. Like, dude, you're you're walking out there, and my the favorite my favorite time. Okay, so backing up, there is a feeling. There's a, a saying in, in the military, but everywhere, but it's called embrace the suck, and that to me feels like. You're just, you're embracing the suck like all of the other critters in the world are, are doing. Like when it's the other, uh, when I was hunting and it was downpouring, dude, just torrential downpour, I was the most calm I've ever been in my life because I'm getting drenched on, but then I'm also looking over at this squirrel that's over there trying to find a nut and he's getting drenched on. And I'm like, this is where you're supposed to be. Yeah. Right here, just getting poured on and embracing the suck, which it definitely helps you. Realize how small you are, and how how people make a big deal of politics and all this stuff. It's not really that big of a deal when you're out in the woods, because at the end of the day, it's so small in comparison to everything else.
0: That's pretty deep. That's a deep question. That is deep. It puts it in perspective, though. Like it's a unique. Like even when we were in Canada, I was in Northern Ontario hunting bears with my family, and the hunting itself was cool, but you couldn't see more than six feet. In the woods, basically. I mean, you can probably probably 40 yards. Um, That's an episode as well. It's episode six on Carver TV. So if you haven't seen that, check it out. But when you're out on the lake and we're driving back from the hunts, it was pitch black, you could see more stars than I think you could ever see anywhere down here. Yeah, I don't think anywhere in the nation down here in America you can see as much as you can see in northern Ontario where we're at. And I'm sure the further north you get, I'm sure the more it is. But you could see every single little thing up there you can see the milky way as far as you can look it, it's an amazing feeling when you realize how much more you hear wolves and you see critters you don't normally see it's just a uh, like i said man we see some stuff you're not supposed to see right so when you're able to get out there and uh, not think about that kind of stuff at all it puts your mind in a different place for sure it definitely helps and i don't care what your job is if you live sit in an office and all you do is sign papers all day you need to get away from that too. No, because
1: you're not supposed to be sitting there in right. front of a computer screen. You're not supposed to be sitting in there, and, you know, dealing with microchips and and signing papers and dealing with the hassle of getting signing payroll checks and doing that. No, you're not supposed to be doing that.
0: Yeah, you're not supposed to be hanging drywall all day. No, not supposed to be banging nails all day. It doesn't
1: matter what you're doing. You're you're still stressed out from all the stuff that that other people have put on you. But when you're out in the woods by yourself, you, the squirrel, and the deer that's standing out there, that's that's a whole different, whole different yeah. ball game.
0: And even if you can't get out and hunt as much as you want, take your dog for a walk in the park that goes through the woods instead of around your subdivision. Yeah,
1: and, it, like, I, I, and I'll even go one step further and say, don't go, don't go to your metro park and go into that little paved trail. No, get off that paved trail and go in the dirt road where your yeah. dog's running through briars because that's what your dog's supposed to be doing. That, your dog is way closer to living out in the woods than you are, and when you, your dog tells you where to go, you're going to have a good time. Yeah, I agree.
0: So, Pat, that's a cool question. I like that one. I could use a little decompression. Yeah, I
1: need to go kill something.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's very true. Mike Hill, I didn't read your question until right now. Let's see what we got. Two-part, has the baiting band determined the number of hunters? Second, how have you guys shifted to the no baiting? My example, I moved to the edges of the crop fields, not bait fields, and have had my best year ever with the numbers and freezer meat so we're going back to deer thing real quick um
1: has a baiting ban
0: determined the number of hunters Hmm. a lot of people say yes i say no i'd say no i don't think people care that much if people want to bait that hard they still bait that's true i don't think it really deterred that many people
1: that's true i think if anything the the biggest effect that it had on anything is food plot sales Oh, God, yeah. Deer seed.
0: Horny buck seeds. Yeah. I, they had to make more money this yeah. year. Yeah,
1: and then also that and an attractance. Those guys that fall for that gimmick. But I'm not going to call it a gimmick. But is that me?
0: Yep, bro. Oh, sweet. Hold it's on, phone, should
1: we? Yeah. Well, let me take this. Who is it? Hello. Thank you for
0: choosing Marriott Hotels. Oh, I nice. would like to inform you.
1: Oh, my telephone number is qualified for a prize. Sweet, dude, they call me three times a day. What do you think you win? I don't know. Probably a free stay at Marriott
0: Hotel. Oh, that'd be cool. Anyways, I I don't I don't think it matters that no, much. I
1: don't I don't, I don't think
0: I don't think it should be illegal, but that's because I, I don't think CW it should be. I,
1: bullshit. I'm gonna be honest with you. I I do not. I'm not upset about it.
0: I don't care that much either. The only no. time I it bothers me is like when I take a new kid hunting. I want him to be able to hunt over bait. Right. Not because I want him to hunt over bait, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense when you say it out loud. But <laughs> because I know he's gonna have an opportunity to see more deer.
1: Right. And that and that's why the, the DNR will argue with you and say that's why we got rid of it because we're trying to
0: up our deer herd and all this. Your C W D argument's bullshit, so right. I don't yeah. care.
1: And that that's it's all it's all a point. That's but I, no, I don't think it did. And I don't it, think it matters. It so did change it didn't change my tactic at all. Me either, because my I don't tactic, hunt over bait. I've never hunted over bait well i'm I'm not gonna say never i haven't hunted over bait since i turned like 14. yeah and i started hunting sign and trails and you know bedding areas and natural feeding areas and then now i got into a plant my own food plots and doing that stuff so i've been doing that before the bait ban so i never it doesn't change anything to me i think it changes maybe a little bit more for scott that's something we'd have to ask him because he's got a bunch of little
0: kids well we talked about that I mean, we have hit this in other podcasts. You'd have to go back and find him. But he did that youth hunt this year, and he usually hunts that over bait. Right, right at his dad's house. At his dad's house, mm-hmm. right. And he didn't this year. There was still, But he hunts in a natural baited area with acorns. There were still heavy deer numbers in there. Right. All of his kids still shot deer. Right. Um. So, like, me with Dugan, who is my, the youth that I take a lot, Um. I didn't put him over bait this year. He still got a shot off. Yep. Had a buck with his bow. Mm-hmm. But I've never, even when I hunted over bait, it's only been really just to get a deer to come to that spot. Right. I've still hunted where I know the deer are at. So I haven't, I've never hunted an area just because I put a bait pile there. I put a bait pile there because I know there's deer there and I want them to stop right there.
1: I don't think I've ever shot a buck on bait. I've never have. I never shot a buck on bait. I shot shot a pile of does. Oh yeah. I mean, you shoot a pile of doe on bait all day, but I think the reason that we baited when I was a kid, I wouldn't even hunt over the bait pile. I would just be in the... Don't and, move that chair, yeah, John. Don't move the chair. <laughs> I would be in the area because I know doe are going to come in there, does.
0: Ooh, there it is.
1: Does are going to come in there. And so I would hunt, you know, and, okay, I got this giant bait pile right here in the middle of a cornfield that the these does are looking at. And I'm going to go hunt in the swamp where, you know, this buck is going to potentially come out from, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think, but I, I don't think it's hurt the numbers at all. No. I... Not for, not for the worst, I think. I think if it did hurt the numbers and, it, and somebody was that influenced, saying, well, I'm not going to hunt
0: anymore, okay, then you shouldn't hunt. And the argument to that is going to be that we need all the numbers we can get. I, but even with that, I don't think that's going to change a voter's mind. No. No, it's not. I, and if you are that discouraged, the fact that you can't dump 50 pounds of corn out makes you not hunt, yeah. you're missing the point, man. You can be mad at the DNR all really you are hunting for the wrong reason. I'm reasons. mad at him too. But you're mad you're, you're just mad. Knock it off. Go right. sit your happy ass down on <laughs> <in> the tree. <laughs> yes. Put your corn out. I don't really give a shit.
1: Yeah, no, I don't just care. Just
0: do it a little more. Go hang a bunch of
1: dope ass in a in a tree somewhere yeah. and
0: I'm I don't give a shit. I'm not going to give you the ticket, so I don't care. Right.
1: It's um, not hurting me at no, all. No, and because I, don't I don't, think it's helping me because I'm hunting the field edge and I'm on the swamp and I've been looking at sign.
0: Yeah, and when you go put your fifty pounds of corn out there from your truck bed, you're pushing the deer to me anyway. So yeah. I think I say thank you, sir.
1: Yeah, and you're smoking cigarettes and drinking bush lights yeah, out there. They probably still shot bigger deer
0: than me this year. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Guarantee. <laughs> well, it. Then this year they definitely did. definitely we did. got our asses kicked. So that's that. Um, that's pretty much our last question of necessity here. I'm gonna go. Because we're almost an hour in already, I think. This one says 37 minutes. So we're about five minutes in before that? Probably pert near. Pert near. Well, let's do this because we're out of questions. Well, I we got, got a question. To... Oh. I got, ooh, I got ooh, a question. Yeah, what's your no, question? No, I got a
1: question that I've been, been asked. So there's a guy on my hockey team, which, by the way, I play hockey now. I don't know if anybody knows this about me, but I've never been on ice skates. So <laughs> that's cool. And I got a game tonight. I, I was, I've i been on ice skates, What? now eight times in my whole life <laughs> and five of those times were in actual like beer league games I pretty, like it it's pretty sweet I don't know I have a lot of fun it's fun um, but I've had this guy uh, my my buddy Justin Manners I went to high school with asked me a question and somebody else did too some dude at a bar somewhere asked me about when and what to frost seed and when the biggest thing is when when should he start and should he try to frost seed if so what should he plant? Clover. That's, that's exact, <laughs> that
0: was my exact, all day long. Clover and cover crop, like just maybe. Clover is hard to kill, and if it bites, it kills everything else. Exactly. It will take the root system over.
1: Yes, and my other reason for saying clover is because it's got a long. I'm gonna butcher what the actual meaning of this word, but germination. Yeah. No, period. It's got a long germination period. So, like, if you think about a turnip, as I've, I've been reading on this, the turnip seed will go will germinate very quickly. Yes. And what you don't want that to happen during frost seeding. So, the whole point of frost seeding, if you're new to this and you don't know what the hell we're talking we're about, we're talking food plots. We're talking food plots. So you put seed down when the ground is still frozen, and then when the ground thaws, it absorbs absorbs all the moisture from the top of the yes the top of the soil as well as the seed with it so it pulls it back into it and germinates it underground and kind of like makes it a uh what do you call it like a cryogenic seed that is there and that is going to sprout in the springtime but the problem with michigan weather especially lower michigan weather as you can see it's going to be 40 degrees next week and so that when you throw that out there and you no till it you know you just rake it over that all that snow is going to melt, it's going to water your seed, Um, also use a coated seed, but it's going to water your seed, and then it's going to, like a turnip or something, which if you frost seeded turnips, you're an asshole, but like a brassica even, it'll germinate that seed, and so a little sprout will come off it. Well, then two days later, it's going to be 30 degrees for six days and 28 at night. So that seed is now going to die, and it's not going to take, and so it's going to suck down into the soil, but nothing's going to grow. It's just going to die. So that long germination, germination period helps, obviously, deter it from germinating too quickly. Right. Yeah. Or sprouting, rather.
0: If you have a lot of food plot questions, I'm, I'm not great at it. I'm not, I'm, I'm not good at it. The, the only
1: reason I, I know the answer to that is because I've looked into it.
0: Yeah. Um, I'll, I'd be lying if I said anything about this. Every time I have a food plot question, I get online. Well, I don't, I don't have to get online anymore, but I call Doug from Horny Buckseed. That's a, the a guy. And you can call him because that's part of his business, which is crazy to me, Doug, but it is. If you he's, get on the he's website, just answering he's his, just a, he, he won't answer you right away because he's already on the phone with 14 other people, but he's going to get back to you.
1: So Doug's going to lo- listen to this podcast and be like, he's a dumbass, he doesn't know what he's talking yeah, about. Probably, that's what Google said. Maybe. So.
0: Well, D- Doug's the man. He is a man. He's a food plot genius, and he owns and operates Horny Buck Seed from out of Wisconsin, which in my humble opinion... Is easily the best food plot company you'll ever find. Their which, seed is the shit.
1: Which it is because they only they only keep it for a year.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. So you got to give them a little plot. FYI, Easy Cut, Horned Buck Seed give us nothing. No, nothing. We get no money from these people. <laughs> I like their shit. I like the people. I've known them for a long you time. You
1: know what? Easy Cut gives you guys more shit than they give us because they give you 15% off. That's
0: true. Well, they've I mean, they've given us some stuff. Well,
1: I know. They, they definitely do. I can't say that. They've never given me money, though. No, never money. Jerry. Ever Jerry. I got a free saw, though, which is neat. It's pretty sweet.
0: Um, I'm trying to think of what my most common question would be. My most common question is, what should I buy and should I start filming? And I tell them every time, no. Don't do not do it. <laughs> you're gonna be... If you just want to enjoy the outdoors, don't do it. If you are have this unnecessary need to make it harder on yourself do it. I love the challenge of it. Right. I can't get away from it. I can't help it. I love it a lot. I'm glad we do this, but it is definitely a pain in the ass. It is a
1: pain in the ass. I, and that's one of, that's I have the not same this, feeling about it. But filming not. Even this, this is a pain in the ass. Oh, it certainly is. I mean, cuz then exactly, you're going to want to always go to the next step. There's yeah. no I don't know of one person that's like, "Oh, I went out there and filmed my hunt today." And then they're just okay with just like, oh, shitty footage, it's all grainy. It's got dark, so you can't even see the arrow shot. And they, they fall to, off quick. Yeah, they fall off quick. Or they try, like us, to just go to the next level and just keep moving, and that gets expensive, it gets time-consuming, it gets...
0: It's hard. It's a
1: pain in the ass. But if you want to be like, I don't know, if I, I enjoy it. Yeah. Like I said, it's hard for me to tell somebody no. That's like, that's a a, a little, um, what do you call it?
0: God damn it, I can't think of the word. I don't know. Driven?
1: No, that's a, that is, hmm.
0: hmm. Get back to you on that one. <laughs> Basically, think of the amount of people and shows you've seen, or shows, little videos that you've seen companies start up and have fallen off within 12 to 18 months of starting their first little Look how awesome we are! Mm -hmm. It's amazing. That's why nobody gives anybody money anymore. Oh yeah, because everybody and their brother has a show. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, we're that way too. Who's to say we're not going to fall off next? Other than us. So we've
1: Um, only been together what two years now?
0: Not even, right? Not
1: even. That'll be two Um, years in
0: October, October. September, October. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, we're very well the next ones that you be the ones that we're talking shit about right now. I'm not even talking shit about you. I get it.
1: Yeah. If you want to do it. it, for sure. I'm not. I'll, we'll tell you what to buy.
0: Yeah, I'll got. i I'll answer to you to the best of my ability, but I'm not going to tell you not to do it, but I'm going to tell you to be aware that it's not as awesome as you might think right. it is. You don't get free shit, and we don't make any money. <laughs> That's true. My girlfriend today asked me, when do you start making money from this? Yeah. And, and you I had said, to say, good question. <laughs> don't count on it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to be rich on it. I, no. I mm-hmm. All I hoped for is to maybe pay for a hunt once in a while.
1: I want to pay for a hunt, and I, my That's I just don't want to pay to do this.
0: Right, yeah, whether I, it be like I want to get my money back.
1: <laughs> right, I, I just want I don't. I mean, I don't. I'm not worried about the money that I spent. I just don't want to worry about having to pay to go out west. Yeah, and having to pay for a new camera. Like, oh, it'd be sweet to have this gimbal. Well, that's five hundred dollars. That gimbal we got is
0: badass. Yeah, I know. I said we played sweet. with that thing yesterday. We have a new toy. Yeah, we're gonna so get another one. that's pretty much the base of our questionnaire. Um, we're gonna do another one of these. We yeah. have more podcasts coming this month. We always do two every month, but we're going to have Autorama. We're yep. doing at least one or two in there. Two. You might be doing I'm one. I'm going to be
1: doing one on the way down to West Virginia. Yeah.
0: So our big announcement, and it's not even an announcement, but our big thing to look out for is Autorama this year.
1: Yep. So I yeah. Don't, I don't know what booth we're in. The same the one as last year. four days of the month, right? Yeah. last uh, three days Thursday, of the month. Thursday, night, Friday, yeah. Saturday, and Sunday, um, which yeah. goes all the way into the first of March, I believe.
0: Well, the number one visited booth at the ATA show was Tethered. And they are across from us. So.
1: Yeah, they're right in the corner. So we're in the same booth as we were last year if you were there. If not, they're in, yeah, we're right across from Tethered, right around the corner from Easy Cut.
0: Yep. Ooh, Easy Cut's not going to be there this year. Oh. We're, we, if you want Easy Cut, we will be selling it.
1: Nice. Yeah. I just learned that. Yes. So get your Easy Cuts at the uh, Times <laughs> Up the Doors booth.
0: Um, if you've never been to the Outdoor-rama in Novi... It's at the Novi Expo Center. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Suburban um, Collection Showplace. Subur- that's it. Suburban yeah. Collection Showplace. It's a lot of fun. Even, I mean, I'm going to say come to us because we're awesome. But there's a lot of cool things they do there. They got some cool little people out there doing their little spiels on mm-hmm. this and that and food plots and taxidermy yeah, and, 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 and all, that's, all kinds of If shit, you but, get on their
1: website and look at it, you can register and sign up for these, like, uh, open forums kind of thing. Yeah. And to where they'll take you into a, a separate room you can attend. Uh, any kind of like food plot stuff, like we were talking about, all the way to I believe John Eberhardt even does an open yeah, form there. Yeah, he usually does. And like how to shoot big Taxidermy's deer. Taxidermy is one. Yeah, tax, fishing they do stuff. They a bunch of taxidermy shit. They do, uh, fishing stuff. And, and then there's.
0: Smoking a, is usually another one, like not smoking weed, but smoking meats.
1: Yeah. They do, uh, that's where you guys booked. I mean, I think you booked before, but a bunch of outfitters there. So if you are looking to book a bear hunt, yeah, in Canada, the bear hunt we went on for episode six you know, is usually there. You know, uh, we're gonna be doing a turkey get, hunt giveaway for the youth again. Yeah. That's gonna be cool. So
0: it's a it's a cool thing, man. And there's it's a huge, huge building mm-hmm. and it's packed with yep. with vendors.
1: And there's a bunch of beer there too, so yeah, lots of beer. And then the last you can day, bring us some too. I believe Michigan Out of Doors has their big buck night. Yep. There. And so they got all the guys from, from Michigan bring their, their deer that they'd shot that previous year.
0: It's pretty cheap. Bring your kids, you can bring your dog. Oh yeah, there's the a ton dog. of stuff to buy. My dog will be there. You will spend money there. It's worth it. I bought a hundred and some dollars of fishing lures last oh, year. Oh, fishing lures
1: were crazy. Some fishing, cool fishing, fishing, fishing lures, stuff, dude. Man. Ice fishing stuff is insane. I love it. Dude, that's that's I, a lot of fun. I've got five hundred jigs, like, Haley jigs, teardrops, all that stuff. I think I paid like twenty bucks for. Like they, they, this one dude had uh, hand painted, uh, teardrops, that as much as you can fit in your hand is five bucks. Nice. <laughs> Give me. Who's <laughs> got the biggest hands? <laughs>
0: <laughs> we uh, we're gonna have our episodes. We'll be showing. I'm sure we'll have some stuff there. We'll be selling Easy Cut, um, and then we're gonna be. You'll be able to sign up for the youth turkey hunt this year. You're going to sign up at our booth, mm-hmm. which is gonna be cool. You'll also be the first people to sign up to come hunt turkeys with the Times of Outdoors outfitted group because we'll be guiding turkey hunts this spring. Guiding turkeys hunts. So. You can pay me, and I'll take you out there to shoot a So, there's gonna be a lot of cool stuff there. It's a lot of fun. Do that. Go there. Don't miss that. Come say hi to us. Um, oh, we're gonna be selling shirts. A lot of people, a lot of people, have been asking about gear lately. Mm-hmm. We will have shirts for sale. I've got the prices. We're ordering them. Might as well order them tomorrow.
1: Good. Let's do that. So, um, that's that. Rama? And don't bitch about the shirt prices because... What, 15 uh, bucks? 15 bucks, dude. We Shut
0: your mouth and buy it. Buy two. You Look at cheap all this ass, stuff make it an even number. Yeah. God,
1: nah. Your wife wants one, too.
0: Yeah. She told me. Well, well she
1: told me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So what else? You got anything else?
0: That's all I care about.
1: Mm, yep, that's it. What time is it? I got a
0: hockey game tonight. 610. How much you think Scott's going to whine about this when he goes to look oh, at it? He's,
1: dude, he's going to. Like, God. you guys said a
0: lot of bad words. Yeah. Uh, uh. Quit fucking worrying about it, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Peace. Bye. <laughs> Ugh, fucking Scott. <laughs>